Hello there, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Connie. I'm a certified nutritionist, personal trainer, busy mom, and I live on a small hobby farm. I'm a former bodybuilder, and I currently have found a love for endurance sports. But I'm not your typical athlete. I believe there are many more contributors to athletic performance and overall health, and that we as a population might be doing it wrong. You won't see me pounding goose or chicken and rice, but you will see me in the pursuit to fuel not only athletic performance, but also balance it with optimal health. This is not just a podcast for athletes. Many people that fall into the health scene get there for a reason. I found myself in suboptimal states at multiple times in my life, and it has really sparked my passion for metabolic and systemic health. I am constantly a student of what I love, and now I hope to help others by bringing quality guests to the show to share their opinions and resources to hopefully help you formulate strategies to help you crack your health code. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm excited to have you today. I'm going to fly solo with an episode on some things that have been weighing on my mind. Um, First of all, it has been an extremely intense week as I lost my coach, mentor, trainer, somebody that's been really close to me, especially in the last year and has helped me through some really hard times. Uh, I lost him to a heart attack. And let me tell you, he was a big, huge bodybuilder, had pushed his limits his whole life. His health had declined due to that. And it really makes you step back and take a look at the sport and things that are going on in it. Uh, And even though he at this time was just kind of settling into norm, normal lifestyle, even though he was a huge, huge guy. Um, some of the things of his past came back to bite him. And so anyway, I just want to say that if you think that, or you're com- competing in some form of athletic event, uh, you know, especially like, I mean, people think that it's just bodybuilding. It's really not just bodybuilding. We have triathletes out there. We have people that are runners. We have all of these things. If you are competing at an elite level in some kind of sport and you are pushing your body to the end, you are taking time off of your life. And I hate to say it that way, but excuse me, there's a right and a wrong way to do things. And, um, you know, most of us are programmed to think that we're not doing enough and that the harder you go, the better. And if a little is good, a lot must be much more. And you see so many people out there overdoing it these days, and it is becoming detrimental to their health and they don't even know it. Uh, Their adrenals get shot. It's affecting their digestive processes, their metabolism, their thyroid. Like there's so many things, their heart, Um, And so I lost my dear friend this last week to a heart attack. Um, He was a 260 pound bodybuilder, one of the most incredible humans I have ever met. And everybody thinks it's not going to happen to them. Everyone goes, and I see it. I see it with local bodybuilders. I see it with people that I'm close with that I maintain contact with. I see it with people that I don't even know, but I see them in the forums that I watch and they're like, 
oh, well, that wouldn't happen to me, or I'm doing this drug or that drug, and uh, I'm, I'm running um, this fat burner, that stimulant, stacked on this fat burner and that stimulant, and oh, no, nothing's going to happen to me. And I bet you at one point, my dear friend that is now gone from this world and only 54 years old probably said the same things. And I know him and I had had multiple heart-to-hearts on the mistakes he had made in his past and how he wished that he hadn't gone down the roads he had gone down. So I hate to be somber here in this. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that this is real stuff. And this is stuff that is really scary. And if you think that you're going to be the minority in a sport full of people that die frequently from heart attacks and shorten their lives and they deal with all of these major ramifications of their health. If you think that you're going to be the anomaly in that and that it's not going to happen to you, I'm here to tell you that you are completely fucking wrong. And excuse my language there, but I am 100% serious. You will not be the exception. That's not how it works. That's not how the human body works. And so if you think that you need to go out and do these things, just for a stupid plastic trophy and great attention on social media and from your friends and family, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. So I just wanted to get all that out there because it is, I can't tell you how extremely important it is that you value this vessel that you live in, because if you don't, you will pay the price. So with all of that out of the way, I just wanted to have a little breather episode here with you guys today about some things that have been weighing on my mind. Um, I deal with clients every single day and I hear all ends of the spectrum. And the biggest thing that I see is people who hate their body. And I deal with this frequently. People hate the way they look. They want to exercise and over diet in order to change that. And it's really an unfortunate thing because what you tell yourself every single day is something that you will believe. And I cannot tell you how true this is. There are so many studies backing it up. Like there are studies out there where they would feed rats, literally feed them something that would depress their immune system or make them sick. And they would also give it to give them some kind of like Kool-Aid at the same time. And it was this particular flavor every time they would feed them this something that made them sick. And pretty soon, without even giving them the stuff that made them sick, if they gave them that flavor, they got sick. That is how powerful your brain is. And a lot of people are out there telling themselves, telling that person in the mirror all of the wrong things. And it doesn't matter how much you exercise or diet or starve yourself. I don't care what you're doing. If your mind is not right, you are never going to see results. Uh, You know, people oftentimes start exercising because they hate the way they look. And while it's great to exercise to change your body, I am one of those people. That's what I did. That's what got me into fitness. Um, But I learned some extremely amazing things about that. And I'm just going to tell you a little story about myself because I have always struggled with body dysmorphia. I've always struggled with hating my body. And even I thought that if I looked a certain way, 
that I would be happy. And I had this look in my brain of how I should look. And I literally like pictured that and I exercised to look like that and I ate to look like that. And guess what? When I looked like that, I didn't notice. All I could notice were all the flaws. When I would take progress pictures and send them into my coach, all I could see was a dimple of cellulite, even at single digit body fat, you guys, this is like putting this into perspective right here, like at single digit body fat in peak physical condition, the kind of condition most people only wish for, I would look and all I would see is my big, huge butt, not the muscle I had built. And that was amazing, but a big, huge butt and crazy cellulite and too much here, too much there. I could pick that photo apart. And now I look back at it and I'm like, what? in the hell was I thinking? Now, there are two sides of this coin and I will get there in a moment, but a couple years ago, I actually was cleaning out my closet and I pulled out a pair of my shorts that were a size zero. They are so tiny. Pictures can't even do it justice. And I was like, I thought if I could wear a size zero that I would be happy. And when I wore that size zero, I hated myself more than ever. I hated my attitude. I hated the way I thought. I was just down on myself all the time. I wasn't a happy human at all. And then now I look at myself and I've learned to love and accept my body for what it is. It has flaws. There are, that's how we all are, that we have strengths and weaknesses. That's what makes us individual. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, okay, you're 300 pounds. It's okay. That's your strength and weakness. No, I think that if you are up at that size and you need to lose weight, then you have other reasons behind that rather than just beauty. It has nothing to do with beauty or acceptance. It has to do with health. And I think that a lot of people that are larger in size probably have some health conditions that they're fighting with. So that could be a whole nother subject in entirety, but I just want you guys to know that constantly telling your body how horrible it is, no matter what size you are, is never going to get you to your goals. It is so important to love yourself and wake up every day and look in the mirror and look at that person that you're looking at and tell them things that would make them feel good. You wouldn't walk up to your friend and be like, you look fat and bloated today. You wouldn't do that. So why do you do it to yourself? And fortunately for me, and this is the other side of the coin that I was going to talk to you guys about. Fortunately for me, I know Like I have a horrible cellulite problem. I always have. And even being a person that is extremely into fitness, struggle with it immensely. And it's always been one of my biggest things. I don't want to wear shorts. I'm always really self-conscious about it. And what I began to realize is even when I was at very low body fat, getting ready to step on stage, I still had a lot of cellulite it's in my genetics. It's just the way I'm built. Nothing gets rid of it. And the only thing that actually gets rid of it is when I didn't drink water for days before a show and took a bunch of diuretics and did all these things that probably shortened my life so much. And that gave me a new perspective because then I was like, wow, I can't get rid of this. I can't bully this off of myself. I can't beat it down with exercise or weights or cardio or food. This is me. This is how I am. This is what makes me me and not somebody else. 
So anyhow, if I get anything out here today, I just want you guys to know how important it is to love your body. When you look in the mirror, being able to say, Hey, I love this about myself, or I love that about myself. It, it is okay. Like, and it, like, I can't tell you how important that is. <laughs> and it's crazy how the mindset changes when you start to do that. I mean, now when I look in the mirror, I literally have nothing I can critique. Like, I'm not like, oh my God, your ass is so fat. No, I look at my big, amazing shoulders and my strong, powerful legs. I have some big legs. I hated them my whole life. But now I know those things take me hundreds of miles on my bicycle. They help me deadlift 200 pounds. These legs are amazing legs and they may not look like Pamela Anderson's on the freaking uh beach whatever show <laughs> you know where I'm going with this I'm having a loss for words here but I may not look like Pam Anderson or one of these freaking fitness models on a magazine which who by the way are freaking bodybuilders like all of these women in like shape magazine and stuff like that they're not looking like that eating the diets that they're telling you that they are eating like we have so much misinformation on social media and like in these magazines and all of this stuff, it is absolutely mind boggling. And these women, they, they're like, a lot of these women are like WBFF is an entertainment. Like it's like a body, another side of bodybuilding. Many of those women are actually picked right off of stage to do a lot of these photo shoots on these magazine covers. They've been dieting for 16 to 20 weeks. They are at a critically low body mass and they are, they look amazing. I mean, I'm not taking away from any of their work or anything like that, but for the average person, that is not sustainable. And it's not even sustainable for these people. Most of these people have to chronically diet and do tons of exercise to sustain it. They're taking years off of their life. They have so many problems. Since I got into the fitness industry, I cannot tell you how many problems I see. It's crazy. Like more than the average Joe, like these people have major digestive problems, amenorrhea, they don't have their cycle. Um, women with no cycle, that is a huge problem. Uh, their thyroid is messed up. They have autoimmune diseases. And then top that with a bunch of body dysmorphia because they can't let their body even get out of single digit body fat because then when they see it, they think that they're fat when anyone else in the world would do anything to look like them. And I was one of those people. And, you know, I think that sometimes we have to slow things down a little in order to speed up and targeting the mental aspect of things is more important than anything. And I can tell you now, when I look in the mirror, I look at myself and I'm like, dang, I got some amazing shoulders or I have a incredible back. And I can literally appreciate all of the things that I have and that I've worked for. And I don't chronically diet. I don't do tons of cardio. I, uh, I basically, I don't starve. I don't even count my calories anymore. You guys, I know that, um, you know, I think there's a time and a place for calorie counting and, um, I don't do it anymore. I, I basically eat good, clean food. I make sure that I get enough protein. That's where my focus is at. Uh, I would be very surprised if I strength train more than four and a half, four hours, four and a half hours a week, like very surprised. And yes, I do quite a bit of cardio right now, but I eat accordingly. 
I'm not starving myself. This isn't a bodybuilding diet where you're eating a thousand calories and doing two and a half hours of cardio. That's not how it works. So, um, I am eating to perform because I love to cycle, but even losing my dear friend here in this last week has definitely brought things into perspective because many times I am grinding it out on the cycle because I want to be competitive and I want to win. But how many days of your life are you going to grind it out before you are shortening your lifespan over a stupid medal that you get for some race um, or the accomplishment of doing something? And I'm not saying don't set goals, but I'm saying that how much time like are you going to spend grinding and not get what you need. So I can use kind of an example here as far as the grinding goes. And it was like, I couldn't take a day off because I'm so focused on getting to my goal that I would affect that goal. So basically I can think of so many times and it's not to say that I have neglected my family at all. I haven't, I've really worked hard to make sure that there was a great life and goal balance going on there. But how many times was I not able or not free to go do something because I had training going on? And an example of that is last year when I was cycling a lot, like there were a couple times where I had to get my long ride in for the day and You know, that's one unfortunate part about cycling. It's a lot harder to balance than bodybuilding because it takes a lot of time. Well, much more time than bodybuilding. I can get in and out of the gym in about an hour even, you know, with bodybuilding. But cycling is a whole new thing because you literally have to be um, on a bike for long periods of time. And so my long rides on the weekends, because that was the only time I had enough time to dedicate to a long ride, they were sometimes five or six or seven hours. And that definitely takes a lot of time away from other things you could be doing, like going to the beach with your kids or uh, going and enjoying a movie or going outside and working in your yard. And after the last five years of my life being a extreme grind and pushing myself every minute of every day and finding time and rushing around and doing all these things, I have totally backed it off. And what I've seen in that amount of time has been exponential growth, muscular wise, especially, which is kind of funny because you would think that going from working out in the gym, sometimes doing two a days, we're talking like 14 hours a week in the gym to doing like four and a half hours of lifting a day or not a day, a week would make you shrink like, like, honey, I shrunk the kids, you know, but it's not the case. I, um, have actually grown. My muscles needed that time for recovery. I have less things acting up that are bothering me. I don't hang on to water. I'm not inflamed all the time. Like there's a lot of quality things. So pay attention to how much you're grinding because sometimes the grind is not the option. (laughs) Um, and I will leave that at that. Moving on to another thing that has a lot to do with body dysmorphia and the things that you tell yourself is parents or maybe not parents. Maybe you're an aunt or an uncle or something like that, but we have to be meticulous 
about what we are showing our kids. And this really started to hit me pretty hard because when I was at the peak of my bodybuilding, my daughter started to say a lot of the things that I would say, like, oh, I need to lose a little bit of fat here or posing or obsessing about how I look like she picked up on that stuff and she saw that stuff. And when I knew there was a real problem and she's seven now, but she was only five years old when I got done with my last show, when I got done with my last show and I started to not have paper thin skin anymore and be extremely shredded, she was like, mommy, you have fat on your tummy. And then she was like, oh, I have fat on my tummy. I need to get a six pack. Like she started saying things like this at five years old. And it was a real eye opener for me as to what I was saying and doing around my kids. Like what were they seeing come out of me? And I mean, even if you're a prospective parent, keeping in mind that everything that you say about yourself and the way you feel about yourself and your self-esteem, it radiates and your kids can pick it up. And I'm telling you, being a parent, you never want your child to struggle with the things that you might struggle with, especially if it's something with loving yourself. And so we have to be really careful. Like like if you're in an athletic sport or you're a bodybuilder, um, obsessing about the way you look all the time in front of your children can be very detrimental to their own health when it comes to the way that they look at themselves. So, um, you know, selfies on social media and uh, talking about your body and talking about the scale and talking about dieting in front of your kids and losing weight in front of your kids is pre-programming them to have a thing in their head that thinks that they need to constantly be losing weight. So discussing dieting and weight loss and how your body looks in front of kids can be very detrimental. And I'm putting this out here because a lot of people don't think of it that way. I have so many friends that are in the bodybuilding field and they're flexing all the time and they're obsessed with their weight and their off-season weight and they're counting their food in front of their kids. And there's a lot of things going on that they don't realize these little people are picking up their likes sponges. So I can't tell you enough how important it is that we make sure that we're giving little people the right message. And that includes like if my kids personally are not allowed on social media, they're not allowed on Facebook or the internet or anything like that. But I can tell you that Uh, the things that they're seeing on social media also are very toxic to their brain. You're seeing lots of people that may look skinny and may proclaim to be a health coach or whatever fitness model, but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, is this person throwing up to try to look this way? They're uncannily skinny. I'm telling you, like some people have the genetics, but for the most part, that is a hard place to sit, especially as a female. And our little girls are looking at this and they're looking at selfies and they're looking at all these filters and these fake eyelashes and this Botox and and this revolution of beauty stuff that is taking things to the next level. And they are beginning to think that's how it should be and that, that it is natural and it scares the living shit out of me because I don't want my little girl to suffer from thinking that she needs to change her body in order to be accepted by other people. So if I leave you with only one thing with this podcast today, it is to love yourself 
And, but when you and the people around you see that, that, that you love yourself, it's going to pay back dividends. Uh, I can't even tell you how, how important it is. So I think I'm going to wrap up today's episode. I hope you found some value in it. I know it's a deep subject um, and it's really hard. And I understand how hard it is to balance these things, especially when it comes to fitness and making goals and things like that. But if you are setting these goals to fill a void or feel accepted by people, or I I understand, find a different way. Be accepted because of who you are and the things that you put out there and your kind heart. Don't worry about being accepted by what's on the outside. And I had a mentor in my life always tell me pretty is as pretty does. And, you know, because of that, I try to be real and genuine and never be this person that I'm not. And I suggest you do it too. Uh, it's, it's important. So anyway, guys, uh, if you want to look more into me and my stuff, please go find me on social media. I am at Connie Begani on Instagram. Uh, I have Connie Nightingale Health and Fitness on Facebook. I also have multiple Facebook groups running. I have a fitness tips and motivation one that's incredible. Uh, contact me through any of those or on my website, www.connynightingale.com. I have a ton of amazing programs on there that are sustainable programs that you can stick with uh, and that can help you achieve your goals for less than $10 a week for some of them. So uh, that's cheaper than a latte. It's cheaper than that daily coffee habit and surely much more healthy for you. Um, Also, if you're interested in some kind of custom coaching, reach out to me. I seriously cannot tell you how much I love helping people not just change how their body looks, but change everything from the inside out. It's something that I'm passionate about and I have a very close connection with my clients and I really love to be there for people. So If you are interested in custom coaching, shoot me a DM anywhere. Contact me via email or my website. I would be happy to chat with you or do a nutritional guidance consultation. Uh, I do them a lot. It's a lot of fun, you guys. So um, anyway, check out my website, www.connynightingale.com. And until next time, guys, take good care of yourself. Love yourself. Love that person in the mirror. And I'll chat at you next Monday.